Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hi, I am once again interrupting before we even get started to remind you, if you have not already, get yourself signed up for my April 15th group. It is going to be so magical and so special. If you have been feeling a pull to make a change and you're not really sure of what those changes look like or what you really need to do or... (laughs) I find this is often the case, you know what you need to do, but you're scared to make those changes because you feel like you've tried in the past and you've always ended up right back at the same spot, then I got you because I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. And I know that you are capable of doing what you set out to do. You just need a little support in doing it. And that's exactly why I created this group to give you the support that you need to thrive, and to embody and step into the absolute best and most aligned version of yourself. So if you are looking for 30 days focusing on just that, elevating yourself, habits, mindset, nutrition, pattern spotting, so you can spot self-sabotaging patterns and finally move away from them, then this is your group. <laughs> you can find all the info by heading to my website, just heathermayo.com, or make it even easier on yourself. Shoot me a DM and say, hey, give me that link because I am ready. I am over my bullshit. I am ready to make a change. This is it. 30 days. Let's go. Make that call. <laughs> if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. I hope you will join me. I hope you enjoy this episode and you know where to find me if you're interested. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the self-improvement trap and how, if we are not careful, we can get stuck in the idea that we are, and our lives are, one big project. I'm willing to bet that because you're here, because you're listening, because you are tuned into this space, because this podcast is a subject that interests you, that you are somebody who is committed to your improvement, to your betterment, and to your growth, which is absolutely amazing. You are the people I strive and aim to be around. That's why I'm here. That's why I show up here. I want to be in a collective of people who is committed to their potential over their bullshit. People who are committed to regularly leaving their comfort zones because they know that what lies outside of them is all these amazing possibilities. But there is a downside to the self-improvement space, like any space. And that is, if we are not careful, it is easy to get caught up in these ideas and just turn the volume all the way up and think that We just have to go, 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 continue, 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 grow, 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 and we never give ourselves a chance to just be, a chance to just stop and reflect, kind of take note of where we are, to savor where we are, to really enjoy where we are, and to allow ourselves to sit in the comfort zone that we have created. And so that is what we are going to talk about today, the difference between savoring and seeking, and when to go, and when to know, when to pull back, and just simply allow yourself to just be. 
Before we get into the subject matter at hand, I want to quickly touch on the idea of the comfort zone because I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> about the comfort zone, how it is both a beautiful thing and a very much entrapping thing, something that can be used as an opportunity to savor, to enjoy, to reflect, to rest, a, a really great place to be. And also how it can be a place of just bullshit, a place of being stuck and stagnant and knowing the difference between the two. It's my belief that true comfort is earned. True comfort is something that you have to work for. Where we as a society, as a group, get comfort confused and specifically the comfort zone confused is we think that's what we are in when we are playing small. And when we are keeping ourselves safe, we think, oh, the comfort zone is me not going to the gym. The comfort zone is me continuing to to drink. The comfort zone is me dealing with my relationship without having the tough conversations that I need to have or staying at the job I'm staying at instead of looking elsewhere. Like that's the comfort zone. And that's not the case because we are not comfortable there. We are very much uncomfortable there, but we're not willing to get even more uncomfortable to leave the comfort zone. So basically, we are choosing between what we view as the lesser of two evils. When I say the comfort zone, I mean the place you get after you have made yourself purposefully uncomfortable for your growth. And so the comfort zone is you've developed the health and wellness routines that you have you know, set for yourself that are aligned with how you want to show up in the world, that are aligned with how you want to treat yourself. And now you are simply sitting back in allowing them to become habitual, allowing them to be something you just do and enjoying the fruits of them, enjoying the fruits of your labor. Or you've constructed relationships that are really fulfilling and that are in alignment with your values and are in alignment with you know what you desire out of life and that takes work right that takes work with romantic partners and with friendships constructing relationships that fill you up that don't drain you or leave you feeling you know like you're pouring from an empty cup or whatever the situation may be enjoying those things, just really, really savoring those things. When you've worked your ass off on a work project and you just want to relax and allow yourself to kind of coast for a little bit, those are true comfort zones. Comfort zones in the negative sense are saying, okay, I'm not happy, something needs to change, but I'm not willing to make myself even more uncomfortable to leave this place. And so I know this was kind of a circular explanation. I hope that you were able to stay with me and get what I am you know, trying to say. But for the purpose of this conversation and really any conversation regarding the comfort zone, a true comfort zone is something you earn. It is something you worked for. It is something you made yourself uncomfortable for in order to get there. We are talking about enjoying that true comfort zone. In another little teeny tiny baby caveat, if you are listening and you're thinking, well, shit, this doesn't apply to me because I am very much working to get to that comfort zone. I am not there yet. So I'm just going to tune right out because I am very much in a place where I need to be concentrating on self-improvement. Believe me, friend, this still is applying to you. I've in and out of where I feel like, okay, I'm in the comfort zone that I want to be in and fluctuating between, okay, I'm getting a little too comfortable in this comfort zone that I've created. So I need to grow. I need to stretch a little more. 
And I think a lot of people can relate to that. We're in a place of, you know, life is good. Things are going in the direction that we would like them to go in. For the most part, things are moving how we want them to move. But I still want more and I still want to be better because that's just why not, right? At any given moment, we're not staying still. We're either slightly moving backwards or we're slightly moving forward. And so we're going to choose growth every single time. This is saying, okay, I'm still choosing growth. I'm still being conscious. I am still thinking of my betterment, but I don't want to do so in a way that is exhausting and all consuming. And so what does that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) That looks like, and this first one will come to no surprise to any of you, and that is practicing gratitude. Taking time each day to focus on all the good things in your life and expressing thanks and appreciation for them because you've worked hard to bring so many of those things in and you may not be aware of it. It's easy to lose sight you know, of the trees through the forest or whatever that statement is, the forest for the trees. When you are in it, It's easy to not take a step back and appreciate how far you've come and appreciate that where you are right now is somewhere that you a few years ago, 10 years ago, couldn't have dreamed of being and all the work that you put in to be there and just how amazing and how beautiful that is. And there's such a difference with gratitude between complacency and appreciation. You are not in gratitude thinking this is it, right? This is all I want, although you absolutely can be, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can very much acknowledge like, okay, there are some things I would like to change. I would like more, for lack of a better term. I would like different, again, for lack of a better term. But all things considered, I'm pretty fucking happy, right? I have it pretty good. And I think, again, objectively, you listening right now, you have it pretty good. Most of us, if not all of us, can sit back and realize our basic needs are met. And that right there is a blessing upon blessing upon blessing. You know, we have, I hope or pray at least, all of us have our health, which again, blessing upon blessing. We have people we love. We have people that are close to us. We have a roof over our heads. We have food. We have clothing. We have shelter. All of these things that are so easy to take for granted that I know many of you like me, there was a time in my life where I was struggling to pay for electric and to pay to keep the lights on and and to pay for groceries and adding up the grocery bills as I put things in my cart every single time kind of, and I suck at math. So that was never fun to go grocery shopping, to be keeping like a mental tally of, oh my God, am I going to have enough money for this? And so Taking gratitude in the mundane, being able to go to the grocery store and not to stress out about what is going into my cart. Like, holy shit, that is such a moment of appreciation every single time I walk into that store, which might sound incredibly mundane and it might sound incredibly silly, but it's not because that's savoring to me. And that's where I hope you find the savoring of your life in, in the mundane things that you are doing every single day. And, and we've talked about this before. I use the laundry, like folding laundry. It's a bullshit task. It's annoying. It is obnoxious. But then I can frame it in another way. I can frame it for the people in my family whose laundry I am folding and how much I love them and the abundance that we've created in our lives where I can afford all of these clothes and I can give them these things like, oh my God, what an amazing moment to just kind of take a step back and appreciate and savor 
where we are, right? Where you are. When you walk into work in the morning, work is something that stresses so many of us out. And don't get me wrong, it still stresses me out, right? There are so many things about my work that I get very stressed over. And I'm sure you absolutely can relate to that. But then on the other side of the coin, there are so many things that I am just infinitely grateful for about my work. And I am so appreciative of, and it's easy to forget those things when we are not taking a moment to savor them and to enjoy them and to hold them in a place of gratitude. And so just like gratitude is a game changer for life in general, it's a game changer in self-improvement because it allows you to see where you are, how far you have come, everything that you've created and everything that you have to feel grateful for and blessed for and really take it in, savor it, and enjoy it. Right along the lines of gratitude is mindfulness. Practicing mindfulness by focusing in on the present moment and allowing yourself to experience it fully. And when I say fully, I mean really fully. Put your phone down. Don't try to take an actual picture. Try to take a mental picture. Challenge yourself to soak in as many of the details about whatever moment you are in as much as possible, just trying to remember it all, trying to remember what you feel like, trying to remember the clothes you're wearing, the sensations you're experiencing, the smells you're smelling, the sounds you're hearing, all of those things and just soaking them all in, allowing them to become just your full present moment. And this is an amazing way to deepen your mindfulness practice. Or if you have zero mindfulness practice, this is a great way to start it because it's not as intimidating as meditation. You are not asking yourself to drain your mind of all thoughts. Instead, you're doing the opposite. You are soaking into the present moment, trying to be as attentive and aware as possible, which is amazing in the self-improvement and savoring space because it allows you to be fully present, which is, that's the ultimate growth, right? When we're able to live in the now and when we're able to live in the now without the fear of what may come tomorrow or the burden of what has come before it, right? Just soaking in whatever moment that we are in and allowing it to be our entire reality because that's all we have. All we have is right now. And I know that sounds very like spiritual and woo-woo and all that shit, but it's true. And the more you can allow yourself to sink in to whatever moment you are in, the better your life is going to be. Another amazing thing to get in the habit of when it comes to savoring and improving is simplifying. Simplifying your life, identifying what truly matters to you, what your values are, and eliminating everything that is not in alignment with those things. Because this allows you to focus on what brings you fulfillment and what brings you true joy. When we have so much going on, right? When our life is just filled with stuff, and this can be in the physical sense, like literal stuff. You got a lot of stuff around you, a lot of clutter, a lot of things in your environment, and a lot of things in your social calendar, which this is highly individual. I am a hermit <laughs> my nature. I'm a Taurus. I'm a homebody. And even though I am very extroverted and very comfortable in a crowd or, you know, with people, whether I know them or I'm not, 
I also very much value my alone time, my restorative time, and my time just at home with my family. And I have other people very close to me that I love very much who always want to do things. Like as I record this, John and Evelyn, my husband and my daughter, are playing pickleball with like 10 other people. I would rather cry (laughs) than leave my house in my comfortable clothes, in my comfortable setting on a snowy Saturday afternoon and go play pickleball. Like, are you kidding me? No way. (laughs) That sounds horrible. But all that to say... You have to decide, you know, what your values are, what is alignment to you. But if you're filling up your social calendar with just stuff because you have FOMO, because you're scared you're going to miss out on something because people are going to be there and you don't want to be the only one who's not there, but you don't really want to be there because I did that for years, take it back. Take it back. Allow yourself to live in your values and live in your alignment by simplifying all the things that are not of those things, right? If you don't want to be doing it, don't do it. This will allow you to focus on what is truly important and will allow you to really savor and enjoy what is important to you. Once you've gotten clear on what needs to go, you can focus in more on what you want to enjoy and what you want to bring in more of. And really, that's going to come down to your self-care. I think a really amazing part of the self-improvement and true comfort zone cycle is deepening your self-care practices and really learning what you need to best support yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally. And enjoying that, right? Making it a ritual. This is the difference between feeling like you have to do something versus you get to do something. And this is a true definition of when you know you're in a, a true comfort zone, one that you have worked to build. And that's when you feel excited about doing things that you know are for your betterment, for your growth, and for your health. When you feel, okay, maybe excited isn't a bit of a word because I was going to say something like meal prep. I'm full disclosure, I've never been like excited to meal prep, but I don't dread it. I don't hate it because I know it is something that soothes me. It's something that takes care of me. It's something that nourishes me. It's something that is very foundational to my life and to my betterment and to my health. And so I do it. I do it without that much resistance. Like that's a good barometer of where I am in my self-care practices. Or when you're going to the gym without an exorbitant amount of resistance around it. Not to say that there won't be resistance sometimes and especially in the beginning, but when you get to that place where you're like, oh, wow, I've gone to the gym three times a week for the last like three months and I haven't hated it. Like that's a really cool moment. You should be just really just holding yourself in gratitude for that moment and really savoring and enjoying that. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I've never once gone to the gym that consistently for that long, it's available to you. And a key to doing that is really holding it in gratitude when you do go and in holding your self-care practices when you're truly taking care of yourself and doing things that are for your betterment, holding them in that place of gratitude and understanding that you are doing them because you want to be doing them and because they're helping you. Like that is how you get to that place of savoring versus always feeling like you need to go, go, go because you're simply shifting your mindset around what you're doing and around those self-care practices and holding them in a place of appreciation, which also it's important to know setting realistic goals for yourself, right? We don't need to constantly be striving for more. Sometimes 
setting realistic goals and holding yourself in alignment with your values and, and with your happiness is, okay, my goal for this weekend is to relax and to not treat my body like shit while I'm doing it. And that's it. That's the goal. What an amazing fucking goal to have, right? Or my goal for this week, Monday through Friday, is to not have a drink at night and to do a quick one-minute check-in when I wake up in the morning. That's not a very hard goal. That is a goal that all of us can reach. And believe me, friend, if you can't go a week without a drink, we have a different conversation to have. But you know what I'm saying here, right? Like that is something that you can do. And then doing that allows you to really find that enjoyment and that pleasure and that gratitude because you have followed through with that. And so if you feel like you're in a place of constantly like striving, 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 but never really achieving, scale back those goals. Scale back those goals to a place where you know you can realistically reach them. Even if it feels like you're setting the bar too low for yourself, that's okay sometimes. That's okay. The goal, the true goal is to build self-efficacy and self-trust and teach yourself that you are somebody that you can depend on. And so when you get in the habit of setting yourself up for victories, no matter how small, it really allows you to savor where you are in your beautiful process in your self-improvement journey. My intention with this episode was to just point out the difference between complacency and taking satisfaction and enjoyment with the life that you've built in telling you that you're allowed to do so. (laughs) You are allowed to take breaks. You are allowed to sit back. You are allowed to relax. You don't always need to be improving. It's It's funny, I say this in my book, how the gym slogan is better every day. And I love, God, I love that saying. I love it with every fiber of my being. But sometimes I also kind of hate it because sometimes we're not getting hugely better every single day. Sometimes we're just existing and that's okay. (laughs) That is okay. You're allowed to relax. You're allowed to sit back. You're allowed to chill. You're allowed to chill while your husband and daughter go play pickleball because that is who you are and you are creating the life that you enjoy. And it's your responsibility to sit back and enjoy it, whatever that looks like. So I hope this helps. Next week, we are going to be talking about building unshakable self-care routines. This is something that comes up in my DMs all the time and in meetings like, oh, I've done it. I've done it so well. I've gotten this routine going and then everything falls to shit. What's going on? That is what we are going to be diving into next week. I really look forward to getting into that conversation with you. And so I can't wait to talk to you back on Thursday.